And welcome back to the square. Um, this is a somber day, somber time. I'm. I told you guys before the episode. I'm so sick of living in fucking historic times. I would like to not be in a historic. I'd like to be in a normal time again, please, where nothing happened. Give me like a 30 year stretch again where nothing happened. Not where things happen uh, left and right. And you're it's just, time to get pissed off. I mean, it's been past time to get pissed Absolutely. off. Absolutely. Um, it's been time to get uh, been past time to get pissed off um, in in light of the Supreme Court's recent uh, ruling in Dobbs versus was it Mississippi Jackson J- J- Women's Health Jackson Services. Jackson Women's Health Services, uh, which ultimately overturned Roe v. Wade, effectively ending uh, national protections for abortion rights in the United States, and. Um, you know, we had to bring our friend Queen City Feminist, Jen Page, to join us this week to talk about it because they finally fucking did it, huh? They, f- they fucking did it. They got to their, their end goal. And, you know, it, it's weird. I don't, I don't want to say this is, I don't want to, victory lap is not the right word, Jen, because this is like the worst fucking thing possible. But I also think there's got to be an element of, I fucking told you so. I fucking told you they were going to do it this whole time. You people were like, and myself included, I thought they wouldn't have the stones to do it. I thought, again, we were talking before the podcast. I thought it was going to be death by a thousand paper cuts. I thought they would slowly but surely take away abortion rights, pluck them like feathers off of a dying chicken. No, they just cut the head off. They, But they have been doing that the last 50 years. They have been planning this since January 22nd, 1973, when Roe was created. And they they did it. They got to their end. And this is this was it. This is what they've been planning the entire time. And they did it. It's amazing to me because, you know, we had the memo leaked about a month ago um, showing that they were likely going to do this. And some people speculated that this was kind of a trial run to see if the public outrage would be such that they wouldn't do it, you know, that they would not have the political will to do it. And I mean, people were pissed. And Jen, you were out there uh, organizing a month ago when that the memo leaked from the Supreme Court that they may uh, be repealing Roe versus Wade. And, you know, even still with that, I don't think anybody really thought like, oh, is it going to happen? And it did like they they don't care there's not th- there's no concern about oh are, are people going to get upset um is the political will there to do it no it's just nope and that's the problem that we have with the supreme court in general these people are not appointed by us they are they are given this lifetime appointment uh they're emboldened they're able to do these things with impunity because they don't fucking care it is their mo it's what they want they're appeasing their people and these six six justices were appointed by presidents who didn't get the popular vote right we have a major flaw in our democracy but i will shine a little ray of light onto this gruesome situation we're gonna have abortions anyways we're gonna do it anyways and we're gonna help people get abortions anyways and we will defy this illegitimate court and we will continue helping aiding and abetting abortion so capital is spoken right there are a lot of companies coming out saying they will pay for travel for women who need abortions in in abortion friendly states 
So like you, you, you talked about this, usually the, the trends follow what capital wants, but it seems like that's not the case in this instance. So, well, that's something, right? That it's funny you say that because I've been kind of th- rolling that around in my mind for so long now, ever since that ruling has came, come down, who is this for? Um, really like who is pushing this? I mean, clearly, you know, it's the six Supreme court justices that are the ones that ultimately came down on it, but obviously they are a political appointees. You know, they have a political agenda. We knew from the moment that, um, Brett Kavanaugh or Amy Coney Barrett were appointed that this was very much on the menu. You knew that abortion rights were effectively uh, probably going to be on the chopping block. So the real question is why, why now, why in this moment in 2022? And what does that mean? Um, I, I can't speculate to the broader, you know, there, you get into conspiracy theory land if you start thinking about some of this stuff too deeply, as in like population control, or we need people to, you know, the, the United States, our population is declining type of thing. And I, I, I think you're going too far afield. But it is it is curious because by and large, like, hey, corporations, capital, you know, they generally don't touch this stuff. Because in the year 2022, you see a lot more women in the workplace and you see a lot more people who believe in reproductive rights and abortion rights. Um, Companies don't touch this stuff. Now, obviously, I I think Dick Sporting Goods, they do have a woman CEO. Um, That would make a lot more sense that they would be a company that would be willing to support their employees who are looking to get abortions. But I don't I don't know what where the money is telling us this is going other than it's been a long running project other than it's to appease the fucking freaks who've been going at it. Like you said, Jen, for 50 years now, this comes down to white supremacy and control. This is like that. that those are the main components of abortion bans control and white supremacy. Yeah. And if, if you want to sp- expand a little bit more, cause I think it's, you know, we're in the year 2022. It feels like we've already hashed out all the arguments, but the truth is, uh, the fights that they had in the 1960s, 1970s, 1950s, time immemorial, we're still fighting today. Why? What? What kind of control over women's bodies are? And and I, I could have an answer for this, but I, you're our guest, and you'd have a much better answer than me. What kind of control do you think that they're trying to have over women in the year 2022? So it's not just women; re, it's trans people, it's non-binary sure. people. This is a l- larger scope. Abortion benefits everyone. But it also keeps poor people poor. It keeps people in line and in check. And like it's a power struggle. It's a power dynamic. And I just feel like they want to keep the white race at the top. You know, I, it's disgusting. I a great podcast everyone should listen to season two of Ordinary Equality. Kate Kelly is uh, an attorney and she spent an entire season discussing the history of abortion in America. And she goes through like the civil rights movement and, you know, Phyllis Schlafly and the ERA and all of that. And I, I think it's really important for everybody to listen to that. Yeah. And and I, I mentioned this not, you know, I, I mean, we know the arguments, but it it bears repeating that like even in the year 2022 or rather especially in the year 2022 the same fucking sickos and freaks who want to take away control of you know uh bodily autonomy who like they're there and they've been chomping at the bit they've been salivating for this moment they've been doing everything they've been working the courts um they've been playing this long game to achieve this goal 
And what's scary is like, you know, we we always think that time is is moving forward. The arc of you know Mal- Martin Luther King, like it, the arc of justice or progress or whatever, it always goes forward. Uh, but we know that's not true. Things, it's kind of like a sine wave. Things go up, things go down. Um, this is the moment for these. And I just think of them like I I think of them like have you ever seen the Da Vinci Code? Yeah, like the the dude uh, like I never watched that bullshit. I never. Watched no, no, that no. Either. But it, you, you've probably seen that. You've probably seen that dude. I've never seen it, but I know there's that one character. I think it was Tom Hanks' hair. It put me off. Tom Hanks. Yeah, he's like the he's like the the evil. He's the bad guy in the movie. He's the monk. He's like albino. He's always whipping himself. He looks really gross. Oh. That's how I, I view. No idea. <laughs> yeah, that's how I view these like absolute fucking freak show people who are like just cheering with glee that uh well, like, it sounds like trying. someone from opus day you know? yes yeah, right, exactly yeah. <laughs> like the opus day type yeah. who are just like whipping themselves and like just uh, demonically um that that this is overturned and yeah. I, my god i i can't i can't imagine like i i know things in america are bad you know it's a hey, controversial take i know things are bad right now I didn't i didn't think we'd get to a point where it's this bad like i didn't truthfully i did not think that we would ever see this uh sort of day again but uh, help us out here jen because 2022 is not 1972 we are you know we are much further ahead in a lot of ways um what are some i don't want to use the word advantage but what what's better now it is an advantage because pre-row abortion was not typically safe you know you were trusting a doctor in a in a hotel room possibly or wherever in a basement you you did not have what we have right now and what we have is abortion pills abortion pills are available by mail they didn't have that pre-row and we have that and we have doctors who are defying these bans and they are prescribing abortion pills anyways the FDA approved abortion pills by mail during covid and you can get them before you're even pregnant. And I did. I did. I bought them. I bought them last year to see how easy. No, it wasn't last year. It just feels like a lifetime ago. It was January. I bought them in January to see how easy it was. They are $150. It is sliding scale. They do, you know, they help you if you are unable to buy them like full price. But um, I bought them full price because I know that the need is out there and I don't necessarily need them right now. But um I wanted to see. And it was incredibly easy. Doctors from over the world are doing this. It's through telehealth and they mail them to your house. So it's not, I mean, it's bad, but it's not what 1972 was before abortions. That if you are somebody who is in need of an abortion, there are a lot more resources. There's the internet, you know, and the internet can be really bad, but for something like this, like I, I have to imagine that there's going to be so many people who otherwise would not have uh, an outlet or any way to connect with an abortion provider um, who can, you know, get, get the medicine that they need. Um, I also think too, that there's a, a more, and again, I wasn't alive in 1972, but I do think there's more of a network of people who, again, over the past 50 years, there's been fundraising and, um, there's been groups and there's an entrenched network of abortion services providers that 
probably wasn't there in the 70s, not to the degree that it is today. Well, yeah, without social media and texting and, you know, signal and all of those things, those those tools that we have, they had other methods. There's an HBO documentary, uh, I think it's called The Janes. Um, I cried through that whole thing. Uh, they they discuss how a group of people in Chicago pre-Roe worked to make sure that people got abortions. And they were doing, I think they were doing 30 abortions three days a week. Uh, they, they just had, it was like they had a really good system in place. We won't, we won't stop. We will continue to do that, but we have technology and we have abortion pills. And I know that it's not a one size fits all. It's not for everybody. Some people do need surgical abortions. That's a whole other issue that we will have to figure out. But having abortion pills available is, is really huge for us. And I want to make it clear that abortion pills are not the same thing as plan B. Plan B is what you take when you have an oopsie daisy. You're per- you want to prevent getting pregnant. You're not pregnant yet. You're preventing getting pregnant. And you take the uh, plan B within 72 hours of that unprotected sex. Abortion pills, you are pregnant. You no longer wish to be pregnant. You can take them up to 12 weeks of pregnancy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's a that's an important distinction. I I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I had a rough idea that was probably how it worked, but I didn't I didn't know for sure. So thanks I, for illuminating that. I also want to mention there are weight restrictions with Plan B. I think you have to be under like 160 pounds for it to be effective. There are no weight restrictions with the abortion pill. Uh, I I've heard that from the mouths of providers. There's no weight restrictions with abortion pills. Now, we, we live in New York, which almost assuredly will keep abortion rights protected. Um, and obviously, there are other blue states um, that have large populations that we will not see abortion rights overturned. Other states, it's up in the air. Well, well let's talk about this because you mentioned this is this is this this was the end game, but I'm worried if, if, if they go further, if they get some type of majority. Exactly, yes. The, the, the right, they put something on the table, remove the filibuster, which we should have done. To codify Roe in the right. first place, um, so like you know, w- w- what's going on there? I mean, hey, I'm gonna say never say never. I'm gonna start there. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> like never say never because I would have. You would ask me even last week. I said, that. yeah, I sure. You're, you're safe now in these states, but I would have said, la- what if there's a national ban? Oh, I would have said oh. last week they'll never overturn Roe, and, right. and look what a fucking fool that I I am, um, along with a lot of other people. Yeah. I I know that's the project. I know that's the goal. It, it has to be for them, right? That. You don't work for 50 years to get Roe versus Wade overturned only to have abortion still exist. Right. You know, like this is the be- this is just the beginning um, in their offensive on the war. So, so I think these midterm rights, these midterm elections are going to are, are, are going to be the mandate about what happens, what Americans care about. I think I, at least I hope I really hope that's the case. Now, I'm not one of those like voting will fix everything people. But I mean, it's going to be a good indicator to way things go, I think. I think after. The opinion was leaked last month. I went into a real dark place and was just like, I am 38 years old. I have been voting Democrat Mm -hmm. since I was 18. Look, look at our world right now. Look at this country right now. What it it is going to take so much more than just voting. hundred percent. We have to just defy these fucking laws because they do not speak for us. And uh, we have to have control over our own bodies. The will of the people is not being heard. It's not, and, and, and laws around that, policies around that are not being implemented. 
It's minor, well, minoritarian rule, and people are going to start to get pissed. Shit's going to start to go down. Absolutely. And, I mean, to your point, Rye, the will of the people is in favor of abortion rights. Yes. Like, don't, don't get that twisted. Every time it is polled, a vast majority of people in this country say, no, abortion should be legal. It should be. It is a right. And that's because people need autonomy over their bodies. They do not want to be told that they cannot get the health care that they need um, because the United States government has told them that they can't. And it's funny because it crosses a broad, you know, we, we like to put these things in, in baskets, like it's a right wing thing or it's a left wing thing. I, I give people in this country a little bit more credit than you might think, because I think abortion rights and the belief in reproductive justice crosses many many uh, political boundaries and i think there are people who you would otherwise classify as hardcore conservative would they would shock you they certainly surprise you with their belief on abortion because at its root like it is about my body my freedom my choice uh you could certainly find a lot of libertarian folks you could just find women and and other people you know trans folks non-binary anybody who will be directly impacted by this who believe that hey I, I don't care what my other political bleedings, uh, beliefs are, leanings are, this is my body. So this hits me personally. Um, and I mean, wh what do you think, Jen? We, uh, you know, have you come across people from a wide uh, swath of political beliefs who are in favor of abortion rights? I mean, I'm just fucking curious why abortion is even a political issue anyways. This is healthcare. It's healthcare. This is not politics. These are people's lives. And I know that the anti-choicers and the, you know, the right think that they are winning some game, but we're going to continue doing it anyways. And that's that they'll never win. So yes, abortion intersects so many different areas in life. And then from a religious standpoint, we don't live in a theocracy, Right. Why is Christianity the supreme religion that we all have to bow down to? I don't believe in God. That's not I your values do not supersede my bodily autonomy, you know, and then when you look at other religions, there are other religions that support abortion. They they want you to have an abortion. Judaism, you you come first. If your life is in danger, you have an abortion. Like it's a no-brainer. I these fanatics, you know? Yeah. No, for sure. I, I certainly agree with that. And you know, we're generally we talk uh quote unquote local issues, but this is a case where the national has become the local for every person in this country. Every person in America um, this is on their mind in some way, shape, or form. Um, it's being talked about wherever you go. And it's it's just so wild to think that, like, we live in this disparate country of, you know, 50 different states, uh, people of all different cultures and backgrounds, and yet we are tied together. This is something that binds well, us. Um, how much of this is, is intertwined with, like, the, the anti-intellectual kind of movement in, in right-wing states? Because, you know, if you've been told since you were a kid that, that this is killing babies when it's not, and, and that's all you hear in school if you go to a parochial school or whatever. I mean, how do we fix that, right? I You know, I, I want to... Part of it is indoctrination, right? It, it is indoctrination, but I, I don't want to take away... Credit's not the right word, but these people aren't necessarily stupid. 
Like that, and that's right, the thing is right. when you put when you cast them as stupid, what you're doing is you're not right. giving them you're not giving your opponent enough credit because clearly, oh, I mean, it's an education thing. It's not a it's not an IQ. Thing and that's or whatever, why comprehensive right? sex education is so exactly. imperative. Right. We must have that, you know. And again, like your point, your guys' point is well taken. Obviously, we need sex education. We need education is there, but. Again, I think it's not giving your opponents enough credit because they are very smart, very organized. Sure. They're not stupid people. You don't mm-hmm. get to the Supreme Court by being a stupid person. You know, an Amy Coney or Brett Kavanaugh, Samuel Alito, like they're very intelligent people. What you need instead is to fight. It's not you can educate people and you want to get people on your side and you want to help your people. You need to advocate for your own beliefs. You need to push because it is the thing that is ultimately under fire here. I just don't think that, oh man, if we can educate the simpletons, ultimately they'll see the light. I I think that's been a failure actually in America, um, especially like on progressive left socialist, whatever fucking word that you use. I think that's been the failure for a long time is to view these people as idiots, backwards, anti-science. And and yes, on some level they are, but it's not it's not because they're dumb enough to not comprehend it. It's that they choose not to because they believe a different framing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They believe that you are a godless godless heathen. They believe that you live in sin. They believe that you are vile and that ultimately you're demonic, you're going to hell. So they I'm see what you're saying. I'm already there. We're already there. I mean, it feels like we're fucking there, right? I'm already there. Yeah. But here's the thing. So I had my abortion in 1999. I was 15. I did not have social media. You know, it was the dial-up to get onto AOL. Yeah. Uh, I did not see a single pro-abortion person. I didn't have that. We have that now. I, I literally have abortion tattooed on my fucking knuckles. Like, I will never shut up about abortion. Removing shame and stigma is my my biggest goal in life right now. Mm-hmm. Ensuring that people get the information they need is imperative. Yes, we should have been screaming our abortions from the beginning, and people have. But now that we have social media and, you know, children who live in states that have, or even here, who have parents who are saying, this is murder, you know, you're going to rot in hell, they get to, they can see us. I'm on the news. I'm everywhere. Like, we will never stop. We have... Uh, Jane's Revenge, who are firebombing abortion clinics across the country right now. This is where we're heading. We cannot let up. We must keep being very vocal. Very, And we're no longer pro-choice. Stop saying you're pro-choice. You're not pro-choice. You are pro-abortion. Because not saying the word abortion continues the, sh- the stigma and the shame. We are all pro-abortion. I just want to go back a sec, Jen. When you said uh, you're on dial up and nobody was was out there talking about abortion, I actually my mom was, and, and she was on the AOL chat rooms back in the day in the dial up in the um, in the abortion debate chat room. Which why you'd subject yourself to that, I don't know, but it, it was the '90s, so people did all sorts of things. But my mom was in there fighting the good fight on the internet. She was a uh, the posters poster, you know, before. We had Twitter or whatnot. So. I just meant that it like it wasn't no, accessible. I know, I know. It's not accessible for like it wasn't accessible for the fifteen year old Jen to see your mom fighting. I, I was more shouting chat. out my mom, who's That's always awesome. been who's always been uh, in the fight. So yeah, but no, you're right. I mean, today it's just a much different world. You can, my God, it, I I can't imagine what a world of difference it makes to have the resources on the internet now that are easily accessible to a young woman that you wouldn't have had even 20, 30 years ago. Listen, so Friday night. 
well, Friday, I woke up from a dead sleep at 4 a.m. And I was like, it's going to be today. I just, I had this feeling. It was, I tweeted about it. I was like, I'm up. It's 4 a.m. I think it's going to be today. Uh, I got into activist mode and was like, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to do a banner drop. I've wanted to do a banner drop since 2018. I got up. I got ready. I went to Home Depot. I hate Home Depot, but it was closest to me and gas is high. So I, I got a, you know, a drop cloth. I went over to Michael's to get my paint. And that is when, because it was after 10. And that's when I start looking at SCOTUS on Twitter. And they, they tweeted it. And I'm standing inside in the middle of Michael's going, oh, fuck. Because, you know, I knew it was coming. I didn't want to see it. I didn't want it to be true. So anyways, long story short, I'm at my banner drop. I'm on the Louisiana overpass over the 190 rush hour traffic. These two teenagers come. They're there. Because, you know, I like put out a call. Like, if you want to come to this banner drop, come. So we're we're chatting as we're holding our signs against the fence. And this young woman said, you know, I haven't really told anybody this, but you feel you I, I feel like you're a safe person to tell this to. And she told me her abortion story. She had an abortion when she was 15. She's now 17. And, you know, she she thanked me for giving her like a, a voice right a, a way to like to talk so whenever I hold an abortion rally I think it is very important to open space for people to share their stories because everybody's abortion story is unique in their own and there is something very powerful in sharing your story like I said it takes the stigma and the shame away and it just fucking feels good to like say hey I had an abortion and I'm living my absolute very fucking best life because of that abortion she came up and told her story in front of like 500 people. And that, like, I feel my 15-year-old self being like, yes, mm-hmm. yes. That's I'm great. getting spicy-eyed. That's like, that good. was the best. So let's let's talk about organizing efforts. Um, you know, obviously what you've been leading, Jen, here in Buffalo, and then just a little bit throughout the country, like what's going on. Um, I know there was Friday, you you and um, I, I can't remember the other woman. Julia. Julia, I'm so sorry. Honey Glaze uh, Nug. Hung, uh, yes, yeah, she's awesome. Um, you guys organized like real quick, like that day, bam, Niagara Square, right in front of City Hall, like a mass of people. Um, I was there too, myself included. Uh, talk about how you were able to like organize your network so fast and get people out there. Cause that's my God, it was so impressive. Well, we have been chatting, uh, no- knowing that this was going to happen. We didn't know when it was going to happen. So I put a flyer out, I think last week or something saying on the day it's announced Niagara square, 6 PM. So we had that already in place. Some groups had a falling out after black lives matter rallies. We haven't really been speaking. Friday, some olive branches were reached out. Like, listen, this is bigger than all of us. We need to be together right now. Safety is so important. And we were able to join together. We had we had legal observers there. We had medics there. We had car support. We had the things that we need. And I'm really hopeful that we can keep working together because we gotta we gotta patch this stuff up. It's this is so much bigger than all of us. That's what the right wants. They want us to be fighting and splitting. We can't do that. Yeah. So, you know, from being an organizer for the last many years, I knew what we needed to do. I knew, you know, I put a, I put a little call out on my, my Instagram, like, hey, if you have a couple bucks and you want to like throw it my way for waters and stuff, dope. Anything else, I will throw it in abortion fund. 
I had almost $400 in like a half an hour. Yeah. And I, I, I delete. I'm like, nope, no, nope, thank you. We got enough. We're cool. We're cool. But then Friday night after the rally, my dear co-organizer, Julia, had a, a fire in her apartment and she's currently in the burn burn unit. Um, she is going to be okay, thankfully. It was really upsetting to find out that news. I got that in the middle of the night on Friday night. Um, so the remainder of those funds are being used towards, we had to find her dog yesterday. I, I bought flyers. Uh, we found Buddy. Buddy is okay. He's back with he's back with Julia's daughter. Um, but like this is community. This is what we do, right? We have each other's backs, yeah. and that's what we got to keep doing. And and just for the, just for the listeners, it, it was accidental. It, it was an accidental. Yes, I know there might be some fears that you know as an organizer. That was my first fear. Yes, but um, no, it was an accident. Well, and that just goes to that just goes to show that you know being an organizer or, or being at the the vanguard, the front line of this, isn't easy. Like these are working class people, just like anybody listening to this fucking right. podcast. You know, it's it, you're you're living on the margins, and something like this, um, a fire in your home or whatever, like real life shit happens as you're fighting the big battle. The small battles don't go away. And I think people need to realize that, like, yes, we're all humans. We're all humans. We do make mistakes and things like I, I, I'm not, it doesn't even matter. Like we things happen. We are human beings. I am a mother of three. I, I take care of my mom. She lives in my home. She is a complete hoyer left. Like she is dependent upon me. Do you know how many hats I'm wearing right now? And I'm not complaining or being like, I'm amazing. I'm a human. I'm one person and I'm fucking exhausted. And I have seen all of the messages from people being like, why aren't we out? Why aren't we out every night? What's stopping you from organizing all these people asking their questions, right? And I want people to organize, but I also want people to be safe because people are getting run down in other cities as we speak. True. And as we know, gun violence is a very serious thing. And they may say they're pro-life. These people are not pro-life. I love how up in arms and upset that they were that compass care got firebombed. I would like to say nobody Barnett, got hurt. Nobody got hurt. It was in the dead of night. Right. How about Barnett Slepian? Right. In our fucking neighborhood. Yep. You murdered him in his kitchen. Yeah. I I will and we talked about it last time uh, you were on here, Jen, and we'll talk about it every time since I I will never forget the memory of, of Dr. Barnett Slepian. It's something it was one of the defining moments of my um, understanding of the world is seeing that man be shot in cold blood in front of his family. Um, Fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah, it's it's something that has stuck with me for a lifetime. And I, I to see the people who committed that heinous act now get to celebrate with glee um, on this day. It just it, it makes me want to vomit. It, it really does. I, I my God, I cannot. I cannot believe we live in a world where those people get to win. They they don't not, get to win, Ray. They're well, not they get, winning. And yeah. the rage and the flames in my uterus right now as we speak, like, it's burning. It just makes me go harder. It makes me go harder. I did not firebomb Compass Care. I love that people thought I firebombed Compass Care. Um, no, I was sleeping. But, uh Yeah. I'm glad it happened. I can say that. There's no law against me being happy that that place got taken out. Crisis pregnancy centers swindle people. They lie to people. They need to go. This is absurd. I 
I woke up to like messages the day after Compass Care being like, you're a domestic terrorist. I'm a domestic terrorist? (laughs) Like, no, 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 no they're domestic terrorists. Look what they're doing to people. They are putting their religious values on you and giving you lies about abortion. We need to keep that fight going because we still have other crisis pregnancy centers right here in our community. Yeah. I mean, I I will respectfully disagree with you uh, on the the actual attack itself. I I am just a proponent of that. That is not the way that I I view things and how they should uh, be addressed. But I'm good with it. Yeah, that's that's just that's just me. That's my that's my own no, personal dude. beliefs. Yeah. But but your point is well taken. That look, it's it's a it, it has always been a multi front battle. The offensive is coming from all ends. Whether it's fake abortion providers who really are bringing you into you know preach like pro life nonsense, or it's just straight up like repealing your rights. They're coming at you and listener whether whatever you identify as um gender sexuality what have you they're coming for you <laughs> this is the, uh, don't don't get this mistake in, in it i made this mistake earlier saying oh it's an attack on women but actually it's an attack on um, uh, human beings everyone it's an attack abortion on bodily benefits autonomy. everyone yeah and, and there and i mean jesus christ clarence thomas said you know in his concurring opinion that mm-hmm. hey this opens up the door for mm-hmm. Right. Repealing Oberfell and all sorts all, of, you all know, kinds of terrible things. Lawrence. This is the tip of the iceberg. Yes. They are coming for our birth control. They're coming for our IUDs, which is also, yes, birth control. They are coming. We, we already see them coming for trans rights. They're attacking the trans. My wife is trans. My eldest is trans. I'm not going to allow this bullshit. We have to protect each other. And, you know, as white supremacy and anti-choicers go hand in hand, abortion rights and trans rights go hand in hand. It is about a it's about bodily autonomy and we cannot let anybody be under attack like this, you know. For sure. So, talk to me a little bit Jen about um organizing efforts. Have you heard from other other cities, other states like what what's going on boots on the ground maybe in, you know, a big city like New York or like New York City or like somewhere um, maybe one of the southern states where abortion is being outlawed. Fuck yeah, to- Repro is the best best group ever, in, in my opinion. I'm slightly biased, but uh, we have been having Zoom meetings all over the country together, uh, sharing ideas, sharing you know tactics and things. Um, Shout your abortion! I just I love them so much. They are the reason why I started shouting my abortion back in what 2017, 2018, and. They're instrumental in this movement. They have really brought a lot of people together. They've been doing the work. And that's where I have been working with. And then other repro people have come together with Shout Your Abortion. So we are unified and coming up with our ideas and plans together. It's really awesome to see. Awesome. And and I'm sure we're going to see much more in the the very near future. um, Mass organized efforts uh, as well. I want to talk, though, um, about the impotent, and I think that's being polite, impotent response. Are you, are you talking about singing God Bless America on the Capitol steps? Or I'm so glad I was? missed that. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. And no. our own Brian Higgins was in that. In that was video. he really? I think that was his hair flopping around. And, and, Worst in the rear hair. Background. Somebody help him. Help <laughs> him. What are you trying to accomplish there? Oh, my God. You should have done something about this by now. That's like, I, um, imagine 
at the beginning yes. of COVID. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, got yeah, those yeah, vibes. Yeah. Shut mm-hmm. the fuck up and go do something. Yeah, exactly. I don't need your your lyrical. You know, no, that's yep. making me even <laughs> angrier. So yep. if that was your goal, congrats, you no, did all it. All this wishful thinking. Oh, we'll get better. We'll get past this. Just no, it's not going to work. Biden out. being like, it's yeah. so sad. Yeah. Yeah, you're the president. Do something. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on, so on the national level, this, this whole generation, this the, the older generation in power now, just get out of the way. Just get out of the way. We need term Let's, limits yeah. on every single level of government. You got it. I mean, on the national level, and you referred to it a little bit earlier, Jen, but uh, you know, we we had a chance to um, at least it, age limits. Sure, absolutely. I don't want to be ageist. I don't want to be ageist. Yeah. We need term limits. We mm-hmm. need limits. If you if you can get elected at seventy eight, okay, but you're out in like two to four years. Bye. Thank you for your service. Adios. Well, I think back to you know two thousand eight, not, not in our very recent history, where you know it felt like an extremely historic moment. We elected uh, Barack Obama. We had a, a Congress that was um, filibuster proof. You know, six, sixty mm-hmm. senators in that in the in that congress uh, around that time and obama said you know coming into office i will codify roe v wade i will protect abortion rights with that filibuster proof majority that did not happen and that laid the groundwork for today and and ultimately i think that again on the national level we'll talk more on the local level here in just a second but on the national level like my point is why would we ever fucking believe you? Like we have proof of concept that you will not protect abortion rights. You've had the opportunity to do so. You pissed it away. Um, We're going to have to vote for you because that's all we have, but you're not going to do anything. We've seen it when you had the window to do it. You fucked it up. Um, And that's why I, I come back to, we have to save ourselves. Yep. We have to save ourselves because no one else is coming. You mentioned it's about building dual power. It's about building those networks, the support networks to help other people right now because the the, uh, structures in place right now are not doing what we need. No. 100%. And they haven't been. Right. They haven't been. For decades. No. And and the Democrats, I mean, as soon as as soon as the decision comes down, of course, they're firing up the fundraising emails and you're getting the same trash emails that you'd get like, oh, mm-hmm. abortion gone, question mark. Shipping six dollars. Oh no, I'm right not away. shipping anything to you, Nancy. Yeah. Shush. Right. Shush. Um, they, you know, I, I donated to abortion support funds right after, though. Dope. And I'm I, I just want to like I just want to make it clear that please don't just jump to to support or to supporting Planned Parenthood. They have enough right. money. They yeah. have enough money right now. The indie clinics are the ones that need the funds. And we've got the national network of abortion funds. We have T fund in Texas. We have Lilith fund in Texas. We have yellow hammer fund in Alabama. There are indie funds doing the work that we, we need to be supporting Planned Parenthood's got enough. They've got enough money. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if, if, so, all right, Jen, so for our listeners here, if you could give like one or two that you're like, hey, you're a listener of the Square podcast, I want to give my money, it's burning a hole in my pocket, I want to help out, which ones would you personally say right now that would be the best? Well, I just named three. Okay, okay. But I would say, I think most important right now is aid access, aidaccess.org. That is where you can get your supply of abortion pills available by mail. I think that is probably the most important right now for people to be able to access abortion pills and get them before they're even pregnant. Awesome. Awesome. And, and just a a bit on the local level. So what have local in, in here in Western New York, Buffalo, 
again, much like the National Democrats, it seems like a very limp dick response um, by them. But talk about uh, any of the you know feedback or support or lack thereof you've received from local electeds or what have we been seeing in our own community here? They held a press conference on Friday. They, you know, said how bad and sad and, you know, they expressed their sorrow. I, I don't care. I feel like I, I don't need to hear it. I don't need to hear it. Nobody needs to hear. I don't want your words. We need action, not words. What are you going to do about this? Go do it. I don't care that get your crocodile tears out on on TV, local and national level, seeing Nancy Pelosi pointing her fingers at Mitch McConnell and all. I didn't need to see that. Go do something. I don't care what your words are. Yep. And, you know, there's a lot of action that just because, like, we're, a, you know, a city, we're mid-size at best American city, um, there's still a lot of fucking money that, that flows through the halls of City Hall in Buffalo. There's a lot of money in this city that could be put towards uh, protecting abortion rights and empowering women. Like, we talked about it with Harper last week, how much money there is just out there for you know for housing or for helping out immigrant services or even just making sure that all city communication is is available in the languages to the people who live in the community the same thing goes here there is plenty of resources here and do i expect the city of buffalo common council and mayor byron brown to even remotely think about putting any of their time or fucking effort to anything other than like making the fucking developer class in the city rich. No, they're too busy licking boots. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. And, and I like, I don't expect them to, but I'm saying like on our level here in Buffalo, look, we cannot, I mean, I know there are people who are going to go down to Washington and protest the Supreme court. Um, God love you. Best of luck to you. But if you and your community, if you can't, if you don't have the means to do that, or, you know, you can't do that, what can you do in your city? And it just feels like I said at the top of the episode here, it feels sometimes like you're so powerless in the face of all this just immeasurable evil. But the truth is you are empowered. Like you can go to the rallies. You can be out there showing your face and getting your voice out there. You can push your elected officials because on this level, they're not the fucking Nancy Pelosi's who you'll never, ever deal with or see. No, your fucking council member goes to a council hall meeting. They have to show their face. Byron Brown, even if he goes to like the pride parade and hides himself behind a flag, he's still out in the community. You can harass them and let them know that abortion rights are important in Buffalo. It's not just like, oh, this big national issue that doesn't affect us here. No, it affects every person in your life that you know here. Push them. Push for Buffalo to be a city at the front lines in 2022 in our brave new world where abortion rights are not just not under attack. They're, they're effectively gone, uh, thanks to the Supreme Court. Let Buffalo be a place where we fight that. I think if India was our mayor, we would. it would just already be done. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens, but um, yeah, Jen, aid access uh, is it dot org or dot com dot org aid access dot org, um, and they're they're a provider for abortion pills. Yes. Okay. Do they do fundraising on their their site too? They do. Awesome. Okay. So please support that. Um, any plans that you care to mention for for maybe the next rally or the next um, outing? I don't know when you're planning to air this, but Wednesday night we're looking at an event and uh, keep the morning of the 4th of July available. Okay. This will, this will go out before the 4th of July. Oh yes. So if you're, if you're listening, um, 
at home and you really, you really want to go out there. Like I said, I was, <laughs> I, I was at the, the rally you organized, um, this past Friday, Jen, which just as a, a funny aside, I want to talk about the, it, it was mostly, mostly pretty peaceful, but there was one lone counter protester who, uh, well, he, he, he came walking up in his American flag bandana and he was shouting oh first, first red flag, first red flag. Um, but he was shouting. It was incoherent. I did not know what the fuck he was talking about. I just knew that he was trying to be disruptive and he was asked to leave. And so I saw him. I saw him leave, but not leave. He went around the perimeter of Niagara Square and I kept my eye on him because I this guy looked like he didn't look like he was well. Either he was under the influence of something or not not mentally well. I don't know. But either way, I, I wanted to make sure I was safe and the people I was with are safe or, you know, whatever. So I saw him and he was like just kind of harassing somebody on the perimeter of the protest. And then I, I watch him go around the back and then he comes back again. And all of a sudden I hear some woman shout, um, you know, call the police <laughs> to which Jen said, uh, no, we don't need the police here. Yeah, you yeah. know, we can handle this on our own. We keep us safe. We keep us safe. But this gentleman in the American flag bandana all of a sudden was only wearing the American flag bandana. That's right. This guy showed his whole ass, quite literally, bare ass naked. I would have to say 60 something year old slovenly man just wow. walking around with his ass and balls hanging out. And I'm glad I missed the, the ballage. Oh I didn't I didn't see that. Uh, Try to be disruptive. Was I was just like, you keep you keep speaking. We're not letting this person disrupt us. And then I put on my mom voice and was like, you need to leave. <laughs> you need to leave. You need to leave. But um, <laughs> pull up your pants. I was I was happy to see that. I, I'm sure that the anti-choicers were too busy, you know, celebrating with their sparkling grape juice um, to come out and counter us. But we need to be aware that they are out there and they're dangerous. These people are dangerous. We have such a huge portion of our community that are white supremacists the new york watchmen are dangerous people we have proud boys in our community we need to watch out for them because they want to hurt us so i do get the sense of urgency with everyone being like why are we not on the streets every single day number one you don't want to get burned out this i'm burned out i'm burned out already and this just happened friday yep you have to take care of yourself and you have to take care of each other. And we need, we, we are not stopping, but we are being smart about this and how we organize. It's heating up. It's heating up. I just need everybody to like take a minute and realize that there are a lot of different components that go into putting on a rally and safety is so important. Well, Jen Page, uh, Queen City Feminist, thank you for joining us this week. Thanks on so much for having the me. Square. Um, if you don't already follow Jen, you are you're wrong, misguided, stupid. Follow Jen on social media. Jen, where can we find you? Oh, you know, I'm on the socials, the Twitter. I'm not on Facebook because who's on Facebook nah, except your boomer uncle? You don't need that. No, uh, I'm semi-viral on on TikTok. I might need an antibiotic for that. It's it's very silly. It's very silly. <laughs> I love it. But um, yeah, you can follow me on the socials. I'm not for everybody and I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to keep being me. Mm -hmm. Right on. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jen Page, thanks again. Thank and, you. Uh, we'll talk to you. Hopefully we'll talk to you soon because I, I, I'm sure there will be more to come in the near future on all this. So Dope. thanks, uh, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, and I also want to say I'm like really thrilled that the snake bit is very cold. So <laughs> thank you. That's Jen's an OG. That's she right. was here before we got the AC down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
So she remembers it was when it was sweltering. hot as balls down here. It's much better now. Yeah. My yeah. tits were so sweaty, and now <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm like I'm like cool. Yeah, it's chill. After that last time, I got to do something about this. I said to myself, <laughs> I made, unacceptable. Made yep. <laughs> I'm like lemon grab from Adventure Time. <laughs> unacceptable. <laughs> Anyways, love that show. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys.